So they're kind of like puffy. They want to be in the video. <laughs> they they want you, it all. Hey, hey, if you want to come to a sports radio show where the producer ain't all up in the video and all up on the songs, come to Rehab Sports Guys. Shout out to Suge Knight, and I hope they lock you under the jail. Live on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. We're the Rehab Sports Guys, and our sports addiction meeting starts now. What's up, Sports World? Sports Radio. It's the Rehab Sports Guys, and we are live on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. If you are listening to our podcast, Playing Letter, don't forget to try and listen to us live. It's a lot more fun. We're going to get into some hashtag RSG Top 5. We're going to get into some NBA Finals Talk, some NBA Free Agency, some MLB Storylines, talk a little bit about the draft. And uh, I'm here with David. Jesse is not in the building today. He will be back. Not this week. He's doing his Army thing. Playing Army man again. Yeah, doing the Army man is more important than us. <laughs> nah, he's an All-American. I can't uh, I can't hate on him. Yes, sir. I'm second to show in as many days for us this week. Yeah, man. We've been... Uh, Killing it on this uh, daily thing, man. Got to get back to normal life. Yes, sir. Yes, I sir. wish I could do this for a living every day. It I'd would love be to. nice. Yeah, it would be that's nice. the goal, ain't it? Yeah, got to get there. Got to start somewhere to get there, though. Oh yeah. Hopefully, we can blow our uh, blow our station up and make them them a thing. Yeah, I'd rather do. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'm rather not, a, not leave these guys. Yeah, I'm not a sellout, man. I'm not a sellout. Uh, Hashtag twelve ounce family again. These are our favorite, not our who we think the greatest are. This is not a LeBron versus Michael Jordan type talk. This no. is a who do we like to watch because of how they play, not be or maybe they who they play for. Yeah. Not this this is personal top five, not top five best. Yeah, let me give you an example. The fact that there's people on Twitter that say JJ Bray is a goat. Let me give an example. Well, I'm a bad example this week because my number one, I'm just going to go ahead and start it off. My number one is Jerry Rice. Well, that's different because Jerry Rice is not only your favorite because you're a 49ers fan, but he is the GOAT. Yeah. There's no, in my opinion, there's no argument. I mean, now you can put people in that position to maybe for sake of the argument like Michael, but... When it comes down to it, nobody's ever come from where he came from. What was it, like Mississippi Valley State or something? Yeah. And to come from a school like that and then go to the league, he was going to outwork you every day. Nobody in the world ever outworked Jerry Rice day to day. Nobody. And and the best, the fact that he, what made him so great was he was the greatest pure route runner to ever play the game of football. And he really wasn't, like, he didn't have, like, God-gifted speed or anything like that. He just outworked you. And he Dude, beat he you. Had, he he had, his route running ability was was better than anybody ever. He basically. His 
his ability to catch anything thrown to him was better than anybody ever. Oh yeah, I mean his his catch radius, his if it hit his finger, he was catching it. But he could probably walk up to the line and look at a DB and say, "Hey, I'm about to run a slam, but you're not gonna stop me," because fact. Uh, yeah, because I'm gonna run this route so perfect that you have no chance in the world unless you're standing where I'm gonna be. Right. So I mean that's just who Jerry Rice was, and he's an all-time great. Right. Well, with that, I'll go to number two. I, I I know it might be a little bit biased here with me being a 49er fan, but... Hey, that's why it's your favorite, man. Uh, number one, Jerry Rice. Number two, I'm going with T.O. Like, that guy was one of the biggest playmakers I've seen in my life at receiver, other than, other than the one I self-admittedly can't stand from that team in Dallas. <laughs> um, I mean, there there's been playmakers in the in the NFL, especially at wide receiver, but there's not been guys like T.O. in my opinion. Like the guy had the size, the speed, the catching ability. I mean, the guy had everything there is to be in a receiver. There's a reason why he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, now if we're gonna talk about a receiver with size and speed. Calvin Johnson, number three. He was probably the most unused wide receiver talent I've ever seen. I mean, because he retired after eight seasons. Yeah, because he was tired of beating his body up, knowing they weren't going anywhere. Exactly. I don't blame him. But when it comes down to it, why is if, it? Well, I mean, why is if, it like that with if Detroit? Detroit was smart enough, which they have shown that front office is not very brilliant with their coaching hires, but if they would have been smart and had a decent running back and a decent defense, yep, that team could have been good because they're going to have an all-time great potential talent receiver, and their talent at quarterback is an all-time great, in my opinion, as far as arm talent. I'm not saying he's an all-time great quarterback. Do not get that. No, no, no. no. A Twitter world, sports world, do not freak out when I say this, that uh, Matt Stafford arm talent is could have been an all-time great. Am I wrong? Could have been. Yeah, you're right. Him and Aaron Rodgers in this era, arm talents are crazy. Like, can we can we just talk about the fact that this has been a consistent thing with the Lions? This uh, is the Barry second Sanders? time an all-time great player, a position player, has retired early on the line. He, he ain't trying to sit there and kill his body and lose. All right. They did it with Barry. Now it's been with Calvin Johnson. Who's next? Like, who's next to do it with them? Like, exactly. It, I'm just crazy. Uh, number four for me, I'm going to throw it back to a little bit of somewhat old school, and I'm going to go with Keyshawn. Just give me the damn ball. <laughs> he started the whole wide receivers are divas. Yes. Like, he but was a diva. I love every minute of it. Oh, yeah. Keyshawn was a freaking beast. Do you not remember he played in Dallas? Yeah, I know. Keyshawn had a lot of position places he ended up playing but there's probably a lot of Dallas fans that don't like Keyshawn but I absolutely loved him oh I do I know I do I love Keyshawn I'll tell you right now I I love Keyshawn even to this day yeah if uh if Parcells backs you I think you're doing you're doing what you're supposed to be doing absolutely and my number five I'm gonna go with Larry Fitz Larry Fitz man he he had one of the in my opinion one of the greatest Super Bowl moments ever with that 
Name a humongous long touchdown catch that he had against the Pittsburgh Steelers in that in that one Super Bowl. I'll name you an even better play. Name one number one receiver that's going to chase down a defensive end to save a touchdown. Nobody. True. But guess what? Larry Fitz did it in the Super Bowl. Chase down. He went through. Man, you y'all go look up that play. Look how many times he had to go around all kinds of stuff. Chase down uh, Harrison. No, was it Harrison? No, not Harrison. I don't remember. I don't know. I think I remember but the play, though. He chased him down and stopped him from scoring a touchdown. Now, do I remember if they scored anyways? I think it was the last play of the half, if I remember correctly. Saved a touchdown. Do, do you know any other many receivers that are going to do that? No. They're going to see an, They're going to see a turnover, and they're going to be like, whoop, I'm going to go walk over the bench. Yeah, you're right. And he didn't, and that's who – that's. Him and Jerry Rice are the true definition. If you're a receiver coming up in the ranks right now, watch those tapes because they are true professionals. Absolutely. Go ahead. Was that your fifth? Yeah, it was my fifth. Okay. Uh, number one, because I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, and he was my idol growing up, Michael Irvin. He, yes, he kind of played into the new era of diva receivers, but definitely he did. was also true of – I know I'm a playmaker. Get, he was also the same as Keyshawn. Get me the ball. Like, I, <laughs> you know, Emmett, yeah, you get all the yards, but guess what? I'm the best athlete on this team. Well, until Dion showed up, but <laughs> <laughs> those two, I mean, that's crazy that on that offense they had Dion and Michael Irvin together. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that's just not fair. Like, that's just two, two of the best athletes to ever play the game of football. But just Michael, he was not going to have the yards because that offense wasn't played like that. Like, if the Troy Aikman Cowboys played in this era and this style of offense, they would break. They would have broke all kinds of records because right. they had so much talent on the line, running back, quarterback, receiver, all-time greats. But Michael Irvin, mentality-wise, was just my favorite receiver. Just He built that competitiveness in your brain. Like, I'm the best. I'm the greatest of all time. Give me the ball. You're right. It could be seen as a little bit of arrogancy, but he knew he was great. Uh, number two, uh, Marvin Harrison. Because I was a huge Peyton. I, I know you're going to you hate it, but that's fine. I understand. Let me, let, me, let me put it this way. I didn't hate Marvin Harrison. I mean, well, I hated him, but I respected him. Yeah, I understand that one. That's, that's kind of how I felt with MJ back in the day. I hated the guy. I hated his ass whenever he played in Chicago. But at the same time, I respected the hell out of MJ. Oh, yeah, I understand that completely. We lost uh, 12 ounces for a second, but we're back. We're back. Sorry about that. Uh, And I'm going to move on. I'm sorry. You respected Marvin Harrison. Sorry for cutting you up, but I... I looked and saw that we had lost connection for a second. It's all good. It happens. So, we are back on 12 on Sports Radio. We're good. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, number three would have to be Dez Bryant. Because, as you're breathing over there, because he hates the Cowboys. But, uh, I love Dez. He's another one of those. Get me the ball. Now, being that I love Dez, do I think that we should have cut him? At the price tag? Yes. Because he wasn't producing what the price tag said he should produce. It's a business, and you're not producing. You're going to get fired. Now, should they have asked him to take a pay cut? Yeah, I think they should have. Dez wasn't taking a pay cut. 
no, I agree, but they never offered it. That was the thing. Yeah, that that doesn't that's a bad look, but there was no it was it was a moot point because Dez wasn't ever gonna take a pay cut. I know. It's just Dez being Dez because he said something about it and all Alright, back on 12 Ounce Sports Radio. For some reason, my internet keeps kicking out, but we're back. And we were talking about Dez being my third. Now, number four would have to be Antonio Brown. I just love everything about him. His mantra, his looseness, his dances, his everything. Now, some of his dances can get a little out, out there. there. Yeah, I'll go out. I'll just say out there. Yeah, out there. Yeah, so. But. And that's kind of where the new era of receivers are going, where that's where you want to be. And I love it. Some people want to think celebrating, you should act like you've been there before. But hey, just let them be them, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Let them do their personality. Because the NFL isn't paying them like other sports. We'll get into that later in the show. But just let, and if they can somehow get a little side deal with some commercial because of that celebrating in there let their personalities shine man right that's what makes that's what makes the game of football fun for people it's whenever people let their personalities out and on top of being great players yeah absolutely that's why I, i can speak for me personally as somebody that grew up watching ball in the 90s man I grew up watching all these dudes having a good time after they did made plays and and score touchdowns and all that. Like, yeah, I grew up on great celebrations. Like, I, I love it. I love it. That, that 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 adds a factor to the game of football that makes it fun for people. Absolutely. And my last one, you're gonna hate it. I've hated all of the other ones so far. I know, Andre Johnson. I didn't hate Andre. Oh, you hate the Houston Texans, so that's why. But I just, I just love everything about Andre. He did everything the right way. Uh, he never was the diva receiver that everybody is today. He was kind of the old school mentality, like I'm gonna go to work, do my job, and go home. He was just like that. Yeah, but he was a beast. Except, man. except when he, he beat, he beat the hell out of my poor boy Cortland Finnegan. <laughs> that, that was kind man, of embarrassing. Cortland asked for that stuff. But that's, just, yeah. that's just who Cortland Finnegan was. <laughs> Anything that I disregarded about about Andre Johnson went right out the window when he came to Tennessee for like four games and won us a game. Single-handedly, single-handedly won us a game by catching a touchdown. I said, okay, whatever I had for Andre's out the window. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, you won a game for us. That's all I needed. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about my honorable mention. And you're about to find out who my honorable mention is right now. I didn't even have one. I had enough to get to a number five. It was enough for me. I'd say a couple that might have been. Hold on, let me see if I can pull this up. Well, so when you're pulling it up, I'll say that I'll say that mine, my honorable mentions were okay. were gonna be Roddy Tony. White and uh, uh, oh, the dude from the Saints. What was his name? Uh, not Joe Horn, but the other one. Uh, I, I don't remember Joe Horn. Yeah. Horn pulled the phone out. The, yeah, that yeah. Was he, that was that was an all time. Go ahead. Here's here's my honorable mention. It's not about you know Tony. <laughs> you guys can point the finger at him 
You, you can talk about the vacation, and if you do that, it's really unfair. Go. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We I lost to the team. We lost to the team, man. That's a good one, folks. Yeah, that 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 is definitely pure gold then to listen to. And the Saints receiver, I was thinking of Marcus Colston. Colston. Yeah, I like Colston a lot. Yep. But yep, that's our top fives and honorable mentions and all that good stuff and guys we we thought were really good. So if y'all got anything of your own, you know, be, feel free to. Uh, Tweet at us. Tweet at us and give us yours. We'll comment, we like, we'll comment during the show. We'll get back to it. Uh, I'm the social media manager, basically, so I'll, I'll keep up with it with y'all. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, but before we do, I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to tell you why I think Cleveland Cavaliers can win two games in Cleveland to even up the series. Tune in. It's running 11 o'clock Eastern time. It starts. It's going all night. Tune in whenever. You get your recap. Everything that happened in the sporting world, it's going to be here. Up late with 12-ounce sports radio. Tune in. It's running 11 o'clock Eastern time. It starts. It's going all night. Tune in whenever. You get your recap. Everything that happened in the sporting world, it's going to be here, up late with 12-ounce sports radio. And I don't even like wrestling, but it's right there. Quench your... up everybody uh we're doing some nba finals talk and uh the cleveland cavaliers are going back to cleveland down 2-0 after losing both game one and two they never really had a they even though they were down 10 going into the fourth quarter i never really thought they had a shot in game two they were probably they came out too flat because obviously everybody in the world saw how uh because of twitter saw how that uh, J.R. Smith didn't know what was going on at the end of game one. Yeah, I mean, and the f- I find it funny how, yeah, J.R. Smith made a mistake. But how do how is the guy not catching all kinds of hell, George Hill? Because he was the one that missed the damn free throw that lost him the game. All right. if, if George Hill makes both free throws, it's not even a, a J.R. Smith... Uh, dribbling the ball out ain't even a thing to be talked about because there's four seconds on the clock and there won't even be a shot. I mean, I, it would take a miracle shot from Golden State in four seconds to win that game. I agree, but in that situation, Ty Lue's got to call that timeout. You can go to referees and be like, hey, if we miss this free throw and we get the rebound, I want a timeout. 
like you got to know the situation as a coach like okay i know all scenarios we can make this we're up one okay we miss it they get the ball they're gonna call timeout okay what if we get the rebound what are we gonna do that's in the but they you got to think this stuff through like first off why is why is jr smith rebounding why is he under the basket like yeah and i mean and even if i guess do they think that george hill is not gonna miss is that what the whole situation was and the fact the thing about it too is if he just goes up with the ball, he scores. Like, there's no point no. to dribble it out. If he just he's they're right there for a layup when he grabs the ball. But if you rem- look at it, there's no way Kevin Durant doesn't block that shot. But I mean, but you would think. I, but, but I will tell you this: I think Kevin Durant would have fouled him because Kevin Durant would have done anything in the entire world to stop him from scoring. Yeah. So. Even if I'm up one, I still take the. You're, uh, even if you're up one, I run out and I call timeout. Like, okay, I want to make sure we do the right thing and don't do anything stupid. Right. Well, he did. Well, I, I said, I said to my boss at work because we were watching the game after I got off on TVs at where I work at Slim and Shorties. Um, I told him. He said, you know. Did they just forget what time, like, that the, or did they just lose track of what time it was on the clock? And I said, well, I don't know, maybe. And I looked up and I saw it was J.R. Smith. I said, yep, they definitely forgot what time was on the clock. And I hate to put this on LeBron James, but LeBron, you got to know you have a timeout. Like, right. you got to realize that what everybody on the floor needs to know, you have a timeout in that situation. Okay. It's just a blunder on all parts, but I'll tell you why that didn't stop the game. J.R. Smith still messed up in the halftime because he let, instead of staying home, he went for a steal at half court. Well, Steph Curry got to dribble into a rhythm 35-footer, which to anybody, any normal human being, that's a difficult shot, am I wrong? Yeah. But we are talking about Steph Curry here. This is true. And he dribbled into a rhythm 35 footer and what did he do nothing but net tied the ball game up at 56 this is and true. i think if you ha- can have those three points back it comes up huge down the stretch because that changes the w- now i guarantee you then there's no block charge blunder because guess what lebron james isn't taking that block if they're up five this is true instead of two yeah, but it's like I said off air, you know. It's going to be one of those things in this series that if Cleveland wins a game, it's going to be off the backs of Golden State living and dying by the three. And if, and, and I mean, and it's just the way it is with some teams. You look at the Rockets in that in that game where they missed twenty seven straight three pointers. Yeah. You when you live and die by the three, sometimes you die by the three. Yeah. I and mean, in that game, Golden State didn't play great in the first half. They didn't play great that whole game. Yeah, and they ended up winning because they were like, all right, we're just going to let them kill themselves shooting from out there. And, you know, and the, and the thing about this series, and I've said it from the start, is if if uh, if you let Golden State hang around in any game, they're going to win it every time. I mean, it's just this is the way it is. 
I mean, that's just how they are. I mean, you can't let that team have any kind of confidence that they can come back or else all it's going to take is one little spark and then it's over. I mean, I, I agree completely that that's where I'm going to get to right now is you're talking about sparks and Golden State going off for all those. They can go off for 20 to 2 runs and all that stuff they can do. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the big thing against Golden State? Third quarters and second halves, correct? Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in the final two games, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, of the conference finals, they outscored them 122 to 65 or whatever it was. 50-something points, right? Okay. They've out- only outscored Cleveland in two games, 118 to 112, which is nuts. Even outscored Golden State in the third quarter in Oracle. Is that not crazy? 34-31 in game two, third quarter. Got it down to 10. Even got it down to five in the fourth quarter but I never thought they were coming back I just it's the Oracle I just believe in Golden State too much but I'll tell you another reason why I think that Cleveland will win game three and four in the last two home games that they played in the conference finals they shot 17 for 46 for three at home and on the road in Oracle in these last two games 19 for 64 they made two more threes and 18 more attempts. Is that not bonkers? Yeah. So they're going to shoot a much higher percentage. The role players are going to play a lot better. Just lost stream again. But we're back. On 12 Ounce Sports Radio, there's a rehab sport guy. Sorry about that. Uh, but the role players shoot a whole lot better on the road. And so that's I think that's what it boils down to is LeBron James doesn't have to do so much at home that he does on the road because he can depend on his help. I mean, I mean, there's only so much that he can do by himself. I mean, it's one. It's the third thing that I've been saying since the start. You can. You could let LeBron go for 80, 30, 30, 80, 30, and 30. If you're shutting down everybody else, they're not going to win the game. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, he, yeah, he might shut down KD. But wait, but if he's the only one doing anything for the Cavs, then that's not going to matter. Because if you sh- if yeah, that, if they hold Kevin Love to 15 points or less, that's over with. That's over with. Because you're not going to get – because unless they have, if you shut down Kevin Love, you you you're basically dependent on George Hill, or, or you're you're basically you're basically counting on George Hill, J.R. Smith, uh, Kyle Corver, Roddy or Rodney Hood, That's and guys down. like Jordan Clarkson, you know, guys like that to to carry you and win the game, and that's just not happening. Yeah, especially the last two. Clarkson will hit a couple and that's maybe no, at home. And me personally, that's no knock on Rodney Hood. I love Rodney Hood. I bet he's not going to carry you. No, and definitely not in this series because uh, he since he got traded, he his mentality just not been there. Like He doesn't want to be in Cleveland. He did, No, he, he went from being the guy to now being like the fifth guy he went from being a guy, a potential guy at Utah to being a nobody in Cleveland. Let's just call a spade a spade here. Oh, uh, well, yeah. He's probably... The- I really thought... 
I really thought when they picked up, and, and here's another guy I didn't even think of, Larry Nance, where's he been? He had a good game one. I mean, where has he been? But here's the thing I've been saying, though. He didn't have one of his normal 10-10 games yeah. where he's a big spark off the He didn't have that, but he played well. I think, here's my thing. I thought when the, the Cavs got Rodney Hood at the deadline or whatever, I really thought that they were going to make him a solid second or like third piece at worst. And, you know, use him as part of the next level of their future whenever LeBron leaves. And you'll notice I said when he leaves. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that. Um, I really thought that they, he would be a piece of that future. But that the way things have went since they got him, and especially in these playoffs, I just, I just don't see it. I don't see him getting that contract. I don't see him staying in Cleveland. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> we will be having a NBA free agent talk after the next break. but I'm just kind of leading up to it. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so, in all honesty, I, I gave you points of why I think it could be 2-2 going back to Golden State. What is your prediction for Game 3? Like, what do you think it's going to be? Hard-fought game. Um, I'm thinking Cleveland wins that game. I really do. I think I've said it for the last couple of days since game two was over, or game one was over, actually, not game two. Uh, I think that Cleveland's going to pull one out because, I mean, they're not going to go over at home, too. I mean, they're going to win one of the two games at home. Whether it's game three or whether it's game four, they're going to win one of the two at home. I still say that they're going to – the series is going to end in Oracle. I mean, it's it's going to end in Oracle. It's just a matter of when. Is it five or seven? Yeah. Well, is it going to be five or is it going to be six? Well, it's six six in Cleveland. Okay. Granted. But I think it's going five. That's what I think. I, in my personal opinion, with all my knowledge that I have, which maybe not be that much, but I think Cleveland wins game three. And like you said, a tough game. And unless Golden State has like the worst shooting night of their life, they are not losing game four. And the craziest part in that, talking about Golden State, man, we always talk about their Oracle runs. And let's just harp back to the fact of that Rocket series. They had an Oracle run in Houston. Yeah, exactly. Like, they fed off of the other team's energy. That's how disgusting Golden State is as a team. They can, they don't even have to have their own fans' energy. They can feed off the other team's energy in the building. That's crazy. That's crazy. That team is ridiculous, bro. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we all know this. We all, we all knew going in that this season was going to be Golden State again. We knew this series was going to be Golden State again. I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just... I'm still thinking about it stunned on how game one went. Like, I just was like, okay, Cleveland's about to get beat by 20 in both games. Go back to Cleveland 1-1. And then it'll be 0-5, like, boring. But then game one was the way it was, and I was just like, oh. And then game two goes back to Boyle City. But it really... I mean... But if you look at it, it really wasn't Blowout City until the final, like, five minutes. Because it was, it was 90 to 80 going into the fourth. 
Yeah, and then they turned it on and exactly. I mean, exactly. Kicked That's the thing. Again. That's why I think uh, Cleveland will win Game Three because Golden State, am I wrong? Gets games where they get like, oh, okay, we're Golden State. We got four All Stars. They'll get cocky. They'll get cocky and start getting what I call cute. They They'll get did complacent and start shooting too many. Now, let's just call it what it is. They're going to get cocky. They're going to get complacent. They're going to shoot too many damn threes, and they're going to lose the game. Yeah, and Steph will drop like 12, and Katie will get like 24, and it's like, oh, well, what's happening? Every, the sky is falling. Golden State can't make threes, and then game four, they're going to come out and go like 20 for 50, and it's like, okay, never mind. And then the next game they play, it'll be over with, and, we'll be yeah. on, and then we'll be talking about draft talks, so. Yeah, so that's the one thing that Cleveland has done a good job of. They've eliminated that uh, the sky is falling uh, stretch where Golden State just starts banging in threes and then you start playing terrible on offense and it's just a downhill battle from or uphill battle from there. And they've eliminated that and that's actually very, very surprising to me that there's not been one of those runs. The thing I'm real surprised that hadn't happened yet is that hadn't been any ejections there has I mean I mean as far as like long term for the series oh yeah but like that Draymond Green thing a couple of years ago uh, they rescinded that ejection on Tristan Thompson now they find him for not leaving the court but they rescinded the ejection I thought that was a quick ejection like I understand the situation it was chippy but he never made contact with him he tried to but he didn't Here's my thing about it. I really thought after that whole that whole kerfuffle in game good, one, good word. In game one, uh, I really thought that game two was going to be nasty, man. Like I really thought that was going to be one of those games where there's a ton of technicals, oh, a yeah. lot, a lot of flagrants, and you know, at some point, I think in this series it does end up getting ugly like that. It, I, I say by game. I'll say game four. I'll say game four because I think that's going to be when Cleveland really starts to feel like their back's against the wall and they're gonna and it's going to get nasty. Like, I really do. Like, game four is when I think everything's – when the shit starts to hit the fan proverbially because guys like Draymond will start getting into it and then Tristan Thompson's and all them. They'll, they'll start st- start getting chippy and start with the flagrants and the and – the, technicals and all that it's gonna get it's gonna get bad it's gonna get bad at some point in time i'll tell you why this golden state team i should love this golden state team because if i was to ever coach a team i would want these kind of players but you know why this team drives me nuts is because they're so used to winning that they get kind of cocky and it's cool to have a little bit of it but towards the end of the game of that cleveland game one where they started getting a little too rub it in your face. Right. Like, you are you know what I mean? Like, you you want to. And people say that Steph is cocky. I don't love. Steph, just, Steph Curry is my favorite player in the freaking league. Like I agree. Like, y'all got to get off Steph like that. Steph's my boy. Like, Steph is just. Steph is one of those players that plays with with a flair on the, on the, on the court. But on and off the court, though. Off the court, you can't get at Steph, man. Steph's one of the best dudes in the league. Like, honestly, as a man-to-man, Steph Curry is one of the best people in the league. Yeah, I'll put it this way. He's like me of our group. 
where <laughs> everybody's out. Okay, let me like Clay Thompson and all the uh, grandma and granny are out partying, and Steph's at home with the wife and kids. He's got a wife. He he's like what I sold Ian in our uh, Razorback show yesterday. He's he's like Ian. He's got a life and a wife. <laughs> yeah, and I mean his daughter is the cutest thing in the world, and that's pure gold when he brings her to the podium. That stuff is. So many memes have been made of that. It's hilarious. You gotta go look it up. Uh, but man, y'all gotta leave Steph alone. But, oh, back to my about why I think they're spoiled brats. Into that game, Draymond out of nowhere had a decent game. Didn't have like a LeBron James or a Steph Curry kind of game. He'll never have that. No, but he started acting like he did. Started clapping and yapping and just like that's what he does, I know, man. It's like shut up. But, I mean, it's not a Warriors thing as much as it is a Draymond thing because that's what he does. That's why they have him. That's why they love him. That's why every other team in the league hates him. It's because he is there to to contribute and not be the star. Just contribute and to get under your skin. He's, I've said it for the longest freaking time, Draymond Green is... This era's version of Dennis Rodman. It's, it's, he just is. He he rebounds. He The only difference between Draymond and Dennis Rodman, let me give it to you. One, he doesn't do the weird stuff like Rodman did. <laughs> Two, he's actually more efficient as far as what he does on the court because Rodman was just that guy that was going to rebound his ass off and he was going to get under your skin. He oh, didn't. Yeah. Rodman couldn't shoot to save he his life. He couldn't shoot. He couldn't pass. He couldn't pass. Draymond can do all of that. He can rebound. He can score when he needs to and he can pass. And he gets under your skin. Like he does everything you want a player to do on, on the court but at the same time he'll drive you insane because he keeps because he does things that gets under people's skin. I, to this day, don't realize how he doesn't get 20 technicals a game. Because the officials call, done got used to it. Every foul call, he's in their face young times. And if I'm Steve Kerr, I'm like, Damon, get your butt over here and shut up. Am I wrong? Like, it's just ridiculous that I don't know who drives me more crazy. Steph, Steve, Steph, uh, Steph dr- throwing 35 footers up every time down the court when he's on fire, or Draymond Green yelling at referees every five minutes. Like I don't know what would drive me more nuts as a coach. Steve Kerr, I, I don't. I now see why you have heart heart problems or health issues. Makes, <laughs> but and, and another reason why he could have them is because the NBA is all they want to talk about is the Warriors and the Cavs. So yeah, but hey. It is what it is. All right. So, you got Gold State in five? Yeah, I got Golden State in five. Yeah, I got Golden State in six. But, win or lose, where do we think LeBron James will go? And we will get at that when we come back. One two O Z Sports Radio dot com. Ah, oh, now that's what I needed. Visit the radio station at twelve ounce sports dot com. It's twelve ounce sports radio dot com. 
Spell it out for him. With the OZ. 12OZSportsRadio.com. Good job, Stack Guy. Tune in. It's running 11 o'clock Eastern time. It starts. It's going all night. Tune in whenever. You get your recap. Everything that happened in the sporting world, it's going to be here. Up late with 12-ounce sports radio. Radio, and this is the Rehab Sports Guys. You got the good guy in the building, Ian. And I'm David. The villain. Uh, we have a new sponsorship with uh, SeatGeek. If you like concerts and sporting events, go to 12OunceSportsRadio.com, which is probably where you're listening right now. As I... All right, there we go. Got it back. I'm sorry. My stream keeps going in, and I'm sorry. But go check out our SeatGeek. We have a new sponsorship with SeatGeek. Go ahead and click click it and check out the promo information. Also, we like our comebacks here at the station. Go to Rally House and check out all the cool gear they got. Also, another one. Want to get one more in. Tee Off app with the PGATour.com. Uh, set up your tee times for any golf course in the country and get 50% off your tee time purchase. And so you are listening to the Rehab Sports Guys on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Also, you can listen to us on the TuneIn app and catch our replays on iTunes. Just type in 12OZ Sports. All right, so let's get into this postseason uh after the finals talk here, where we think people are going to go, where, what trades will happen. I know we do this quite often. It's almost a weekly thing at this point, but it's a thing that interests me. It's a thing that people are going to be talking about, talking about within the next two weeks. I mean, I kind of just want to get the jump on it. The main one everybody's going to talk about, LeBron James. Darn, I thought they were going to be talking about Avery Bradley. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord, help us. Please, Lord, help us. Uh, but, no, nah, Le- that guy LeBron, man, I that's, that's a hard one because he could very easily, like Jesse said like a week or so ago, he could very easily just stay in Cleveland and chase the numbers. He could very easily go and get another good payday and chase another ring in Houston. Or he could shock the world and go somewhere where nobody's even thought about him going to. I mean, it, I mean, it's just a matter of where, what kind of headspace he's in right now after this he, series. He said it's about family and being comfortable. If 
you want to be really comfortable, I think he goes to L.A. Because you think his son doesn't want to go uh, play basketball in the California market and then go play at UCLA? Maybe. I mean, I could see it, maybe, but... I, I, I heard somebody talking about it on the radio. I do not remember who it was, but I heard somebody mention his son going to play basketball at UCLA and him being a star of the Lakers. Would that not be a dream scenario if you're a basketball player? Mm, to an extent. It depends on where you, what you grew and up then, liking. And then there's this. What if his son stars at Ohio State and stays in Cleveland? Yeah, maybe. I mean... Here's my outside of the box thing, and I know that people have said Philly before, but that's not mine. Uh, what if he goes back to Miami? I've said this, and you've heard me say it. I I said, would it be crazy if he went back to Miami? I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, they're gonna have the money. Pat Riley's kind of. I mean, all they really, or really, all they would have to do is to really have the money is get rid of Whiteside, which. Miami's already been talking about yeah. trying to do anyway. I and mean, I think LeBron uh, respects Spolster now. And the thing about it is, with Miami, they have guys that they could trade and get rid of because it's nobody that they just long term have to have stay. Right. Yeah, there's no their biggest contract. Their big sorry, their biggest contracts are Hassan Whiteside, Tyler Johnson. I mean, you know, it's just guys like that. It's guys that. Hassan Whiteside is their best player. Would you agree? Yes. Which is okay, and then their other big contracts are guys that aren't stars. I mean, you could easily cut or get cut or trade them for. I mean, you. I wouldn't say easily because of their contracts, but there will would be somebody if you offered the right deal that would take those contracts off of your hand. Which is crazy to me to think that uh, your six man is your third highest paid player on your team I still yeah. don't know why they match that contract I still don't know why I have no idea It's. I think that was one of those things where the NBA was raising the cap so people had to overpay for contracts to stay at that stay at that threshold because the NBA has this weird rule where you can't be under a certain amount of yeah, cap space to too. The, I, oh. that's the reason why Mozgov got his deal yeah, you end up screwing. Uh, uh, handcuff. Sorry about that. <laughs> end up handcuffing teams because they end up having to pay overpay players, and then they end up screwing themselves in the end because later on they don't have any cap space and they have to get rid of these contracts. Yeah. And that's when you get these dumb trades that traded on just a salary cap dumps. Mm-hmm. And teams but like when them, you're a team like that's rebuilding, that helps you if you. If you end up taking one of these salary dump deals nine times out of ten, when you do that, you're going to get a good player or a good value in return because you're taking on one of those contracts. Yeah, you take on the contract, and then it's an ex- like people the word everybody loves to use, expiring contract. Yeah. It works for both teams. It works for the team that's trying to go win a championship, and then it works for the team that's not because they get rid of some of their, ex- their not expiring contracts that are good players that they – think they need to rebuild it with other players but let me kind of slow our roll a little bit get back to LeBron one that's kind of crazy to me that wouldn't be outside what if LeBron James put on a Knicks uniform who I mean I've, I've said that in the past you don't think LeBron James wouldn't sell out the garden every but night? here's my thing here's my thing 
I think you got the right area, but the wrong team. The Nets? Yep. I think you got the right state, wrong city. I think Brooklyn would be the outside-the-box idea because really they don't have anything outside of D'Angelo and a few, like, rotational pieces there or, or backup or – let me just rephrase that, not backup – secondary pieces. There you go. Uh, the reason I think LeBron's going to go to a place like that is he, he does, he's done the whole star thing. He's done that. He's tired of hearing about it. I think he's going to go somewhere where he can help build the new stars, not people that are already established. And that's they already why he, have D'Angelo. That's why I don't think he'll go to Philly because All right. they're already kind of starting to establish themselves as, as stars. Mm-hmm. So where I don't think he wants to go to New York and play with Frankie. So Neil Akina, garbage self. Yeah, I think the... Glorified Jason Kidd. Oh, shut up. But I think that would be great, is him being in a Nets uniform. That's a good one. Uh, Miami is another good one. I like that. I think that's a good choice. Okay. Just thinking of other teams that could do it, what team doesn't have... I mean, L.A. makes... What? I mean, living sense. Let, let me just... Just for the sake of a conversation, let me just throw it against the wall. What if the Kings jumped in on it? That's the area. He has a house out in L.A., which is close to Sacramento. I mean, if we're just throwing ideas out there, hell, why not Sacramento? I mean, they could use it. Uh, they they haven't had a prim, premier superstar since the 90s. Since And everybody wants to say, L.A., 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 Forget there's two teams in L.A. You don't think you wouldn't want to go play for Doc Rivers? Exactly. No, I know, as I'm saying, like, hmm, Luke Walton, uh, Doc Rivers. Yeah. I'm taking Doc Rivers. People can say all they want about Doc Rivers losing Chris Paul because he didn't want to trade his son to get Carmelo. I'm glad you what, said Carmelo because that's where we're going yeah, next. What? what would Carmelo make the LA team any better? Nope. Because guess what? He don't he, make anybody any better. He's a little bit better than Blake Griffin. But Blake Carmelo Griffin. Carmelo does. Let's just get into this. Like Carmelo doesn't help anybody. Just look, look at what he did with the net. Oh, uh, with with the Knicks. Look at what he did this year with the Thunder. Carmelo is washed up. There's only one player he could play with that he could succeed with. Yeah, himself. No, LeBron. Himself. Look at JR. What was JR doing in New York? Acting a fool. Yeah. I really think. I mean, we all know that Carmelo is going to opt into that deal. It's a matter of if the Thunder would trade him or buy him out or something along those lines. How many more years does he have left? Right. And. I don't know the. I think he's got like another. I think this. He's got an opt-in year, and I think that's it. But um. There ain't no way he he already likes money. No, it's twenty-something million dollars. You'd yeah. be a fool not to opt in. Because nobody's paying you that money. But here's the thing that that my Mavs group chat that I'm all that I'm in always talks about. Like we brought it up last night in that group. They said you know if he did get cut or bought out, and he ended up having to take a minimum deal like a vet minimum deal 
who would even take him? And then here's my thought was, what if the, he went to the Cavs? With LeBron? No, without like to replace LeBron. No, because him and Kevin Love play the same position. Carmelo can play the three. Yeah, but are you going to have the same type of player in Kevin Love and Carmelo Anthony that don't play defense? Well, I mean, really? They play defense, but it's not very good. They don't play good defense. They both are mid-range it's the, to three-point shooters. It's it's the East. They they could still succeed in the East. They're not going to go from a top three team in the East to being completely completely out of the playoffs when you have Kevin Love and and, and Carmelo. Yeah, but I don't think Carmelo is trying to go to Cleveland. I don't think so. If he gets traded, he could. But I'm saying if he gets bought out, he's the only Holy way. Crap. The only way anybody is going to Cleveland is if LeBron James is there. I just thought of something. What? Holy crap, dude! Spit it out. What if the Thunder did a sign and trade with LeBron and Carmelo went to Cleveland and I. Uh, Let's say, let's say that they had a starting job in in OKC of Cleveland of, of Westbrook and freaking LeBron. Cleveland would need like two first round picks with Carmelo to even think about it. I mean, you could blow up most of that team from OKC with with LeBron and and Westbrook. That LeBron would be and freaking Westbrook. insane. Oh my. That would that be would freaking be nice. insane. Because that's probably the only person that could ever go to Westbrook and be like, bro, you need to chill. Yep. Like, and they've played on the Olympic team together. This is true. Hey, that's a that's a scenario I have not thought about, and that is a very viable scenario. But I don't think it's going to happen. Here's the thing, though. Oklahoma City is going to have to send way too many Here's my thing with it. that. I don't think it would be Carmelo that they would be getting rid of in that situation. I think it would be... Steven Adams that they would be getting rid of in that situation. So you'd have to send like Steven Adams two first round picks. But would you do that for a LeBron though? No, because in what you lose in Steven Adams, you don't gain LeBron James. But now, don't get me wrong. LeBron James is the best player in the game. But what I'm saying is Steven Adams is kind of their blue guy. He is. So... He's probably the only player on that team right now that can kind of even talk to Westbrook. Not saying they, he can be like, "Hey, bro, you need to stop." Like he can actually have a conversation with him because he respects Stephen Adams. Some people might say he's a he's had some moments where he's a little on the fishy side with his actions, but I still think he he's good, he's good for that team and he's all OKC. So I, don't, I mean, I agree. I don't think I, that would be a good decision. I but. think, but I think, I think if OKC was had a chance to do that deal, they would do it because you would be a fool not to. I hate LeBron, I do, but I know one thing about it is teams will look at him and not pass if given the opportunity to get him. Yeah, even in year fifteen, he's put. God, I don't even want to think how. Crazy. I don't even want to think how ungodly that team of Westbrook and LeBron would be together. Holy God. That, that would and be – you would le- legitimately have two guys that could very easily average triple-doubles together. Oh, yeah. But just think about this. Has that ever been done? Nobody's ever averaged a triple-double, let, let alone two people doing a season. That's crazy. But what's crazy is LeBron's in year 15. Well, yes, he's only 33, but guess what? He's averaging – his averages are better than Michael's best playoff run. 
now. now don't do I, get this conversation no, I'm not, going. I'm not. That's not where I'm going. I'm just saying that's crazy how good LeBron still is in year 15. That I was not starting the Michael versus LeBron debate because I think that debate is dumb because Michael's the greatest of all time. What I'm saying is, hear me out, that it's people are like, oh, he's in year 15. Nobody's trying to take that on. I'm like, it's LeBron James. He is carrying Kevin Love in this team of misfits to the finals nearly winning game one in in Oakland like tell me he's not doing something that's crazy tell me he couldn't take any team in the NBA to the finals I would say anything okay now give me a he wouldn't take this Mavs team to the finals he could get into the the Western Conference playoffs we're gonna beat Houston or San Antonio I said he could get them to the playoffs uh maybe Okay, Maybe. I'll tell you, he'll put, if you put him on any team, he could get him in the playoffs. Possible. I mean, they can make an argument at least. In the East, he can get any East team to the finals. Uh, yes. Put him on Toronto, finals. Well, they're already, already, I'm the, just saying, they're already in the playoffs as it is. I so, know, I mean, but you put him on that team. I'm glad you said Toronto. Are they going to trade DeRozan? I, w- I would trade Lowry. He's older. I would. They're both 30. But you could get so much more value with DeRozan if you traded oh, him. Yeah. Like, you could literally rebuild your team with one trade. Do the Herschel Walker trade. Yes. Because you know some team would be dumb and look at him as a multi-time all-star. And be like, oh, my God, we can get DeRozan. We can get DeMar DeRozan. And some team will drastically overpay, and you can be set up. Look at what the Nets did. Yeah. They drastically overpaid and paid for it for years. You would find some team dumb enough to do it just yes. because of that. I mean, there will be teams that weary or leery because of the net situation, and then there will be teams that would jump on it and be dumb enough to do it again. Like, I would love to have DeRozan in Dallas. I would love to have him, but I'm not fixing to overpay. Oh, no. Or you'll end up with a uh, player like Wes, Wesley Matthews. Good and God Almighty, I want they that They had man to going. overpay him, though. Like, because in the situation, they were going to be under that threshold, I believe, because of not getting DeAndre. No, we, we were fine. We just overpaid because DeAndre didn't come. We yeah, just so gave him the rest of our cap, which is stupid. Stupid yeah, as hell. I hope yeah. we never do that again. But, I mean, he was the, he, he played like C.J. McCollum is playing right now. That's another one I wonder if that might get traded. So... At if what you point, think about it. At what point does... Portland. Yeah, at what point after keep going out in the first and second or whatever round that Portland goes out in every time, at what point do you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, we need more? Yeah, but I mean... Because Dame, man, Dame deserves a better team, man. I agree a thousand percent. I'm just... Dame, Damian Lillard needs help. He's a beast, don't get me wrong, like Westbrook, but they need... Here's my my theory in the NBA. You need... Okay, one thing is more important than the other to me. You need to have a good point guard leading your team to win. Yeah. But the thing is, you don't have to have a good point guard and a great shooting guard, too, to be great. Like, you have to have a great point guard, and you have to have a good front court. The problem that they have is they've never gave him a decent big since Aldridge left. None. They've given him great energy guys that should be your backup centers. Yeah. 
like uh oh, I cannot remember. I can see his face. But I mean, they had Plumlee for a little while. Yeah. I think he's still out there. No, but, they traded him to Denver for Nurkic. That's right. But you gotta have. If you could put, all right, let me. Give I'm at, you okay, okay. Let me give you a center. Who's okay. the Who's the center? Jokic, the dude in Denver. Jokic, yeah. If you can get him in. Please Dame. no. Please no. I want him in Dallas. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know I do too. But I'm just saying, think about that. If you give him a player like that. Right. Well, it, what about you, this then idea? Then you got the Kobe Shaq thing. What about this idea? What if... Well, that wouldn't work because they already have Jimmy and Wiggins. Never mind. I was going to say Cat, but eh. Eh, because they, they already have their guard. Yeah. Hmm. White side? Mm-mm. No. Like I just think Whiteside's a more outspoken DeAndre Jordan. Because the thing for me is, like, Dame needs a big. Like you said, he needs bigs. And I love C.J. McCollum. I, I would absolutely take him in Dallas. C.J.'s got to be the guy that you trade and get back the pieces that you need to build a team with. You've got to have, unless you've got multiple all-stars, and you, if you just got one guard all-star, you need a big. That's really you don't need an all-star per se. CJ McCollum to Boston. But why? They've got Jalen Brown. CJ McCollum is way better than than Jalen Brown. But does Jalen now now to be fair, does Jalen Brown have more upside? Absolutely. That's the thing, is you're trading for a older player and then but you already know know what you got in Jalen Brown. I don't like that trade. Now, let me think of a, a place that has a big that's kind of not happy with the situation. Would it revitalize Dwight Howard's career? Yeah. Because I know he's Kimba not happy. And, Kimba and CJ, that could be interesting. I don't think Kimba's staying. I think I don't need, either. I think Kimba's to, getting traded. They need to officially blow all that up. I mean, it's not like they're great anyways. I'm just, they went to the playoffs that one year LeBron was in yeah. Miami. But I think they need to blow that up. That's okay. another one. That we're getting we're getting all over the place, but that's fine. This that's is why this an, is why we had the off season thing. This was the idea. Yeah, this Where is Where do you think Kemba would be best fit at? I thought he should play LeBron. That's what I would have traded Kyrie to if I was smart, but guess what? Cleveland isn't that bright. And Charlotte isn't either. Um trying to think a good spot for Kemba because they need that they would need a point guard for her is uh My uh, Orlando. They need more than just a point guard. They need everything. Sorry, sorry, to... Chris from Scout Team. Y'all, um, need, y'all need help, just like we need help. You need. They need help from the front office down. I mean, uh, sometimes too. I'm trying to think though. Kemba is such a great player, man. I mean, and I love that kid. Like, I just wish. I just. I don't want him to end up in a place where. They're not going to be winning. He deserves to be on a winning franchise because that kid is a baller. Oh, yeah. Just go back and look what he did to Connecticut. I mean, 
that step back three against Pitt in a conference final or conference uh, tournament, that's that's gonna be a god moment forever. Whippers. I mean, they need a Chris Paul uh, replacement. Yeah, so now I, you've got. I think I said it last offseason. I'll say it again this offseason. I think it's gonna be wild, insane, nuts, crazy offseason again. Because I think there's gonna be a, a lot of trades. I think there's going to be a lot of unprecedented signings. Would you agree with me that last year, that, or before this season, the one that shocked everybody was OKC? Oh, yeah. that You're talking about the triplets getting together? Yeah. I never saw that happen. I would say triplets. But that tri- trio. That trio. Of tri- the trio of tragedy. Yeah. Did you see that massive... Uh, trolling job on Oklahoma City fan on Twitter where he posted a picture of Russell Westbrook Paul George and Carmelo Anthony all in Laker uniforms oh yeah and say this would be great and every like Laker fans free, were half were like oh no oh yes oh hell no but it's funny because he was trolling and it's like okay so you went even further west like no it's oh, like we no. saw that it didn't, didn't work, work once it ain't gonna work in LA either <laughs> now I think it could've worked if Carmelo would've if they would've played Carmelo more with the second unit and let him be the star of the second Carmelo's unit Carmelo's washed let's call a spade a spade Carmelo's washed he's he's, he's, still he's a, not a star anymore he's, I didn't he's say not. he was a star I said he could he could star with a second unit so you don't think Carmelo couldn't score against the second unit it just depends on who they're playing. I'm talking about if it's the second quarter gap where you play all your everybody plays their second unit. I mean, if he's a, the scoring against backups, sure. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That, that's why I think it's on coaching in that aspect. But uh, I think if they get rid of Carmelo and it's just Paul George and just Russell Westbrook, that could work. Yeah, I'm glad you said Paul George too because I. I really think he is going to L.A. I was like, is it a foregone conclusion he's going but back to L.A.? And you, here we go again. Everybody says L.A. They keep forgetting that there's a second team. And then there's Kawhi. That Kawhi. Oh, God. I think that's going to end up being... That's going to happen. Kawhi is definitely gone, in my opinion. There's just too much around that situation. And this is where I'll bring it back to LeBron James. LeBron is smart enough to wait until all these crazy dominoes decide to fall, and then he's going to be, be like, okay, you know what, I'm going to wait. Because remember when he was in Miami, he waited until Kyrie signed his deal, he waited until everything fell, and then he was like, you know what, I'm not really trying to stay in Miami. I'm going to go I mean, back. It makes sense. Why, why and also Pat Riley had kind of pissed him off. At the time, so he was just like, you know what, I'm gonna go back to Cleveland, win Cleveland a championship, and then, in my opinion, Cleveland fans, you can't get mad at LeBron James when he leaves. Like, just look at his body language with this team that they put around him. Like, on some of those turnovers, he's just looking at dudes like, really, bro? Like, you really just did that? Like, I'm standing right here. Like, you couldn't just give me the ball. Like, you can see that all over his face. And this has got to be demoralizing to him to put all this work 50 point games in the finals and losing like you know how demoralizing that is like yeah I mean it takes its toll but Cleveland fans you can't be mad at him because he brought you what he said he was going to bring you 
I think if you're LA, I said it last week. If you're if you're the Lakers in particular, you need to make Kawhi happen. Oh yeah. Because you already have Lonzo, who's in basically an LA kid. Then yeah. to bring in Kawhi, who's a top five player and an LA guy. I mean that's that is a marketing. That's just like marketing gold. Oh, yeah. The, the, he, the LA just to have a duo both from LA and both have potential potentially be great players. Like one's even, a great player you already. You can even bring in Paul George, and he's from LA. So you got I those think. three at the one, two, and the three. Yeah. And I mean, then, but, but and then you got Ingram the playing the four. Is, the thing away is, Julius how are you going to factor Paul George into that? Because his, his natural position is three. But he's more suited to play a two. He than could to play, play a four. That. So he's Lonzo, more, Paul, George, and Kawhi. He's more suited to play the two than Kawhi is to play the four. And two, though the late, the, I almost want to say he could go to the Kawhi could get traded to the Clippers because they could trade both of those first rounders to get him. But they need a point guard before that. they need to worry about it. Yeah. Now, if the Clippers still had JJ Redick and got a point guard, that team would be good. Yeah, because let's you can say all you want. You got having that old school running off screens, Rip Hamilton type player uh, at your two solidifies your offense. But when you lose that, and now all you got to play Griffin, which they don't have anymore. I know, nope. but that's why they kind of decided to blow it up because because now you don't really have an offense. Got DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Clippers are going to be, go right back to where they were to start. Which is with. crazy because after they made that trade, they still almost made the playoffs. Yeah. With Tobias Harris, and but yeah. hey, don't get me wrong. If you can get our boy healthy from Arkansas, <laughs> Patrick Beverly, if he's healthy, just give me a two guard that can handle. And I don't need a point, and you don't need a point guard. I say I need like I'm a Clippers fan or Clippers fan. Really though, really though, you could get a two guard that's just a really good scorer. Oh yeah, because you don't. If you've got a good enough offense, you really don't need a facilitator, point guard type mantra. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I mean the Laker teams never really. I mean. Derek Fisher wasn't like he wasn't taking everybody off the dribble and passing it out. They were just running that offense. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, the Lakers are always going to be that team that gets the name recognition. That's going to get the big players because they are the Lakers. And the Clippers and the Lakers could have the same money, but who do you think they're going to go to? I would rather go to play for the Lakers. I mean, it's just what it is. It is from a pure basketball history perspective they're gonna get the they're gonna get denied oh yeah absolutely and do i think doc is a great coach sure or no i won't say great good coach sure do i think he's a great coach no do i think he's overrated absolutely but the thing about the Clippers is they're, they are what they are. Uh, it's just like Mark Cuban said. The Clippers are going to be just what they have been their entire existence. They're going to be a bottom-tier franchise. They're going to f- swim around. They're going to be relevant for a few years. And then when they trade everybody out and don't pay those contracts, they're going to go right back to being garbage. <laughs> they're going to go right back to being the afterthought of L.A., 
just like they've always been. Yeah. It's just like they're gonna fade to black. It's gonna it's gonna go right back to the way things have been since forever. I mean, the Clippers have never been good. I think Kobe Bryant said it best. I think Kobe said this. He said, "Are we really hanging conference banners?" Mm-hmm. Because. And it's not even that. They're, they're hanging to, player posters. Yeah, like, the Lakers hunt championships, bro. And they yeah. wanted, and Doc Rivers and them got mad because, this is way off topic, but Doc Rivers and them got mad at seeing those Lakers. Well, why don't you go win a championship, bro? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah. Like, go yeah. win a championship and you can hang one in the Raptors. Oh, or better yet, go build your own stadium. GM. Or just get the hell out of Barb Hill, then. Yeah, that's what that's what I would say if I was Lakers. Like, it's like, why hey, bro, are you even here? There's like, like no other team in the league that hey, does that. You see them statues out front? Yeah, those are our statues. Why don't you go make your somewhere else? It's like, why don't you go find a a old ran down building and re- renovate it and get the hell out of our arena? Exactly. It's like I, with your ran down garbage can of a franchise, starvation franchise. You think the Knicks would let Brooklyn come to New York? No, absolutely not. Not nothing against Brooklyn. It's just they don't want to share the garden. That's the same. I've never understood the teams that share that same building or the same stadium or the same arena. Like that's the same reason why I don't understand the Jets and the, and Jets and the Giants. Yeah, I've never understood that, and I never will. That takes too much brain work to make sure that you're not scheduling the same night and all that stuff. Like, and what, how are you the new, <laughs> completely off topic here, but how are you the New York Jets or the New York Giants and you play in freaking Jersey? How is that, how? Well, it should be the New Jersey Jets and the New Jersey Giants, like. I mean, the same thing <laughs> with, for the longest time, Dallas didn't play in Dallas in football. Well, I mean, that's... We, we should, no, I mean, being, same with the... Uh, well, the Rangers were Texas, so that's a different thing. But they're What's playing Dallas? in... The, the difference is they're playing in an entirely different state. Well, that's true. <laughs> it's just the way the state... They couldn't put a stadium in New York City. They should. They should be able to. The, the, the Yankees were able to do it. Well, the Yankees have been there for... Well, the, they the did. were able to build a new stadium. This is true. This is all true. I mean, baseball money's like we're about to get into here in a minute. Baseball money's different. It is different. It is. Maybe not. Maybe not. Organizational money's different. I mean, here's my thing with a city like New York. You know, there's gonna be areas that are like slums and projects and all yeah, that that I could agree. be bought up and, and used. So let me ask you one more question about the NBA before we go to break. Is there one player that nobody's talking about that might flip, kind of like Kevin Durant going to? Are we talking free agent or trade? Free agent. Oh, oh it's got to be free agent because really it just depends on who hits the market because there's really not a guy like that other than LeBron on the market. That could just flip the whole league on his head. Yeah, there's nobody like, I mean, Paul George isn't going to be that guy. I saw something on Twitter. Here's my thing. Only way I could see it being that way this year is if Jokic was to hit the free agent market and go to the go to not the Warriors. Oh God, if that happened, Jesus Christ! That can't. Uh, 
if he went flipped and went to say the Rockets. Because Capella's on his last leg of his deal. Yeah. Here's the thing we hadn't talked about though. Report came out yesterday that Chris Paul wants a max deal. If you're the Rockets, do you do that? Yes. If I mean, I'm the Rockets, almost. I mean he he got you two wins away from or no a win away from the finals. Yeah. Like you haven't been that since the dream was on your team. So. But the thing yeah. about it is he's thirty plus years old, and he's got a career of injuries. You know, I mean, his injury did cost you the chance to go to the championship. But I mean, I think you have to give him a max deal. Yeah, you almost in this situation, you have to because. But then you also risk losing Capella because he's going to want money, Mm -hmm. and I don't think they're going to be able to pay it. I don't think Capella. I mean, I've said it before. I think, I think Capella's long gone. I don't think. I think Capella's going to want too big of a contract, and there's absolutely no way that Houston's going to pay that kind of money for him. I just don't see it. Not if they're not. <laughs> not if they need to pay Chris Paul. Is he? A, I mean, is he a great player? No. Is he a good player? Maybe. I just don't see because I think he's going to end up in that same kind of area as where Julius Randle is. He's going to be that fringe that fringe max player contract, and I just don't see a whole lot of teams that are going to be willing to pay that kind of money. Now, Julius Randle could get it from a team like Dallas because, one, we have a need at power forward. Two, he's a Dallas kid, and and that's that's a marketing thing. So, now with... We front on Some people don't realize how much of a marketing thing that could be. Nationally, it might not mean anything. No. But to companies in Dallas, man, they would eat that up, man. And that's the same reason why I said the Kawhi and uh, Alonzo and Kawhi thing in L.A. Because good lord, I have a guy, I have a combo like that that are both L.A. bred players. Like, that's, that's, that's money. That's just marketing gold money right there. Yeah. We've already mentioned the ball name too much on this show, but I'm not. I, that's something you got to think about if you're Kawhi. Do you really want to go deal with Lonzo's dad 24 mm, 7? I mean, he, he don't talk anyway. I mean, and they're, they're not going to throw him under the I'm, bus. I'm so thankful that the media members have finally learned to stop putting microphones in his face. Because you haven't heard anything from him lately. Thank God. Like, Luke Walton, I think, is a decent coach. But uh, Lonzo's dad, not gonna mention his name, needs to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, and stop. Like, as a parent, you should not be known by name unless they're showing you in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, Lonzo's dad said, who cares? It's Lonzo's dad. He's not playing for the Lakers. Right. So why do I care if this is a storyline? Like, really? It's because people want to hear about it and I don't I don't give a rat's butt about it but it is what it is stop sticking microphones in dude's face that brand is so stupid I'm not paying $300 for some cleats nurse cleats tennis shoes right unless they're like gold plated Michael Jordan autographed. edition autographed all that yeah right. no 
Now, with that said, we've covered the national and where we think everything's going to go. Let's just talk about our boys for just a second. What do you want us to do? Dallas? Yep. I love Julius Randle, but it, it, I, you have to wait until the dominoes fall from the NBA draft. Because you know we're top three in cap space this year. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's the thing that people don't realize. Oh, because they say, oh, well, uh, 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 Dallas always falls on their face. Well, yeah, they always fall on their face in free agency. Ain't nobody arguing that point. But when has Dallas ever had top three in cap space? Yeah, and say, all right, let me let me put this this way. All right, say you get either Carter, Bagley, or MPJ. Mm-hmm. Can MPJ play the four? He could. I okay, hate. so let me let me stop. Go ahead. I just wanted to ask that because I don't know enough. I haven't watched enough to know if he could play the four. Okay, so there's you fours. Or, there's you fours or fives, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so you got your big man. So now you got DSJ, Harrison Barnes. Get get rid of uh. West. Now you need a two, right? Yeah. Alright, so let me think about a two that would play well. Hmm. Avery Bradley? I like that one. Now, hear me out on this one. What if you gave up the five pick for either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? That's what I was thinking the other day. Now? Now you've got, but it's like adamant head, adamant. I'd rather have Jalen. I'd rather have Jalen Brown because now you can have DSJ, Jalen Brown, Harrison Barnes. Because I don't think Boston wants Harrison Barnes, so you can't trade him. So, and then the four you've got, let's say Julius Randle and five Carter Jr. Mm, not bad. Tell me that starting five isn't going to be good enough. Yeah, it could be. He had the potential. I mean, it has potential. Who is the center that we were talking about running pick and rolls, and then having Trent at uh, Gary Trent if we traded? Oh, I remember now. Better scenario: DSJ at the the one, Gary Trent Jr. at the two. Great spot up three point shooter can take you off the dribble too. Uh-huh. Harrison Barnes at the three, Farid at the four. And then take Carter Jr. or whoever you like at that position at the five. Yeah. Tell me that a pick and roll with Fareed going to the basket. And, mind you, Carter can step out and hit an 18 to 20 footer. Yeah. But a pick and roll with DSJ going downhill and being able to kick out to a Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. That's, I mean, that that's why deadly. I'm really hoping we can find a way to get back, to get have a get back. In the first round, somehow, somewhere in the top, somehow, do top it. fifteen to top twenty, because I really don't think he's gonna go super, super high. I really, really would love to have Gary Trent Jr. on the on the Mavs. I, 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 I don't know, Duke Hater, but God, that kid is gonna be good. Um, oh, personally, yeah. I want Dennis Smith Jr. at one, Gary Trent Jr. at two, and here's my thing. And this is no knock. I'm one of the few Mavs fans out there that 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 take up for the guy. But Harrison Barnes, I would trade to Miami oh. for Whiteside. I like that. Uh, and then, I well, mean, you, they they you, get. You're gonna have a three though. Well, hear me out. That's what, that's what I'm doing. 
Okay. One, you would have Dennis Smith Jr. Two, you would have Gary Trent Jr. Three, you could get MPJ at five. So now we got all these juniors. <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. at third at the three. And then at four, go and get Aaron Gordon. Hmm. And then at five, you would have Whiteside. Hey, Mark Cuban, can we have a job? I mean, I'm just saying he is a free agent. Uh, I agree with you there. He's a, a little and then, less. And then he's a little people. less as good of a shooter as Blake Griffin, but the same kind of style. Of play. Here's the thing too: if you get Whiteside, you could possibly get an added bonus because of that contract that he has. You could get an added bonus of either a picks, either picks, or somebody like Justice Winslow, or. Yeah. And if you could have just seen my face when he said that, I totally forgot about that. We've had that discussion before, and, and I just didn't and, think about it. And, or you could maybe get them to eat some of the contract and get Tyler Johnson as your as your backup two guard. Yeah, we're going to have to wrap this up. We got a little crazy, but it was all pre-agent talk. A little, little fun. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come back and talk about the MLB draft, what's going on in the MLB right now. Maybe possible people that need to be traded. I'm glad you said MLB draft because Blaine Knight just got picked. Uh, Alright, we'll catch y'all in just a minute. Visit the radio station at 12OunceSports.com. It's 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Radio.com. Spell it out for him. With the OZ. 12OZSportsRadio.com. Good job, stat guy with us and get our free picks check out vegasquares.com to listen to prior episodes of tony aaron and spike giving you their hot sports takes that's vegas squares and podcast on 12 ounce sports radio tonight on the 12 ounce sports radio network i know i shouldn't be shouting but these guys get me so fired up anyways listen like i do every wednesday night 7 30 to 9 12 on Sports Radio Network. We're moving on to the next commercial. <laughs> Babe, remember? No, I can't keep a secret. Clearly, I'm pissed off. Babe, remember when I when I came back and hit those three pointers for you? <laughs> remember? Remember I looked out in the camera and I gave it a little wink. That was for you, babe. So, so JJ, I, I thank you for being on the show tonight. Um, Anytime, I really have, I'm a huge fan of Scout Team Sports and, and 12 Ounce Radio. Did you know that Nicole was going to be on the other line? I, I did not. I've, I've been listening.
and we are back on 12 ounce sports radio what's up getting some mlb talk real quick talk to him david what did you just what are you just talking about over there right before we went off off air a while ago we just seen that our local razorback guy from bryant arkansas Blaine Knight went number 87 overall in a third round to the Baltimore Orioles. Now, I know that a lot of people here aren't going to keep up with the MLB draft for more than the first round. But as somebody that has more than more people, more than not kept up with baseball this year as much as possible, I'm aggravated to no end about the Rangers going three for three with their first three picks and all being high school kids. Now, don't get me wrong. Are some high school kids going to be better than college kids? Sure. But for me, it just aggravates me to no end. When you have good college players on the board, why do you take a high school player over them? We talked about this on on our other podcast yesterday. Like, college talent trumps high school talent i'm sorry if you if you've proven yourself and been successful in college your career or your talent level is better than some high school kid i'm sorry but that's just i mean that's my thought on the whole thing i don't drives me insane i mean you can say what you want maybe in the later rounds but i think in the first round if there if a high school kid's got first round talent they're probably really, really, really good. And you're more than likely, I'm going to take a chance on a high school kid because he's going to play a lot longer. Especially as a pitcher. He has a lot less miles on the arm. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, true. It's it's like quarterbacks. And Would you rather a 25-year-old quarterback or a 21-year-old quarterback if they're even playing field as far as age-wise? Yeah, because you're gonna get. You got You got to understand that if you're taking players in the first one or two rounds, you're expecting them to be long-term players. Here's my thing, especially yesterday with with the Rangers. We had pick number fifteen, and you had two pitchers on the board that pitched for Florida when they won a national title. I see what you're saying, and I, I mean, I agree. That to aggravates extent, me to no end. You can't act like these high school kids aren't good. You're I'm not acting, saying they aren't good, but I'm, the way you're going about it is saying that oh, we're picking these high school kids like they're trash. They're no, not no, no, trash. Not, they're no, still no, no, first no, no, round no, no, talent. No, don't get me wrong. They they have talent. It's just that I feel like these college not not all, but most college players are going to be. If you got a first round talent high school player compared to a first-round talent college player that has proven himself at college. I'm sorry, I'm taking the college guy first. I mean, every time. I mean, I feel you there. But teams still take that reach, like, okay, drafting Kyler Murray, not knowing whether he wants to play football or baseball. And we're going to get into this debate because I was thinking about it earlier. If you're Kyler Murray, number nine overall center fielder to play for, the Oklahoma Sooners. And he got drafted by the Oakland A's. That's what I was... Okay, I didn't know which way you were going with that. He got drafted by the Oakland A's. 
which right now are not a very good baseball team. Mm, but not really. But you, do you, I told you this off here. But listeners, that minor league deal for being drafted number nine overall in the MLB draft is four point seven million dollars. True. How much? Do you know how much money people like? Because I don't think he's a top three round pick right now in the NFL. Do you know how much people like Dak Prescott are making on their rookie deals? Hmm. Not much. $25,000 a game. A right. game. So, less than half a mil. Like, that's insane. Like, I'm if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm taking that MOB money and running. Cause guess what? I don't have I don't have to get hit a lot. Tickets. I do since, play a lot more games, but since we're talking about this, can do you want to hear the scouting report on some of these guys that we have taken? Hold on, let's finish this Kyler Murray debate. Okay, go for it. It's really not a debate because I think we're on the same side. Yeah. Why in the world? I understand you don't play football. It's probably your first love. Can you back up off that mic? Yes. Because you're breathing into it. But, uh, sorry about that. Uh, I know you love football. If I was in his position, I would be doing the same thing. I would be saying, I want to chase this NFL dream because it's probably my first love, right? But I think after this year, he'll come to the realization that it's like, okay, my real money maker for my family is baseball because Oakland said they'll wait a year here's my thing you can with go that. you can go play football for a year but we're only gonna wait 12 games here's my thing with that is football money or baseball money is absolute insanity especially when you look at the contracts baseball players get right now it's, it's absolute craziness and the fact too is in baseball, you're not going to take the physical toll that you're going to take in football, too. The risk of inj- the, the risk of long-term injury is a lot less. I mean, I mean, if I'm him, I'm taking that money and I'm running. I'm running as far away as I can. I'm getting my ass as far away from Norman, Oklahoma as I can. I'm going take direct direct train to Oakland, California and to the minor league system immediately. Absolutely, man. And the thing I... This is why it's a good thing that MLB is set up the way it is. Because most of these guys start in the Arizona Fall League or Instructional Leagues and all that when they get drafted. Unless they're like upper, upper echelon talent. And then they might go to like single A at most. Like they might go to high single A as, as their starting point. But guys like Kyler Murray could could they could benefit from going to an instructional type league because he still has things that he needs to work on a lot as a because from a pure from a pure um, tools perspective, I mean he has the talent. I mean obviously he got picked top ten for a reason. But the thing is the the scouting reports have said it he needs to work on his defense a little bit he needs to like with the reads off the bat and he needs to work on patience at the plate i mean there's things that are there that he i mean he has the base running speed he has the he has potential 
that he's got to get in a he'd have to get in that baseball mindset where it's just, now it's just baseball if that makes sense because because as somebody who's played two sports his whole life been great at two sports his whole life you almost have to it's almost a mindset thing where you have to either be one place or you have to be at the other place and give one of the two 100% to truly be great but that's just my thought yeah I mean you know I, I you know where I stand on this like in this situation I'm taking basically but mm-hmm. alright so what what were you saying about the scattering reports or whatever um let me see I'm gonna try I'm gonna pull up our guys that we've drafted so far and I'm gonna Rangers by the way Rangers Texas Rangers yeah I'm gonna pull up our scouting reports for some of these guys for our first three kids our first pick at number 15 was a kid named Cole Wynn out of Orange Lutheran High School wherever that is I think it's in Florida nope as a junior Wynn was named the Colorado State High School Pitcher of the Year he won't be able to repeat as he transferred to Southern California powerhouse Orange Lutheran, California kid. That was given the projectable... That has given the projectable right-hander a lot more exposure from USA Baseball's National High School Invitational. And throughout the spring, the Texas Christian commit has risen to the occasion. When spring has moved him to the upper echelon group of high school arms, he flashes three-plus pitches carrying his fastball deep into the starts and showing an improved slider with new life. His slider was more of a cutter at first, with not a lot of tilt to it. Then it was slurvy, and it often has a three-plus quarters power breaker he throws for strikes. He's not afraid to throw a changeup when he... Crap, he just moved it. Throw a changeup when he needs it, but he doesn't need it. With his clean and easy delivery, he should develop more consistent command with a strong strength, with a strong spring against a much higher level of competition to go along with high grades for his leadership, work ethic, and work ethic. There's a big up arrow to, next to Wynn's name and was moving up firmly into the first round as the draft approached. Okay. What that, what uh, these high school kids like this are going to say to me, are, are going to speak when they give their reports on them, it's going to be project, 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 and project, and with upside. Because that's what you're getting when you draft high school kids. It's because it's not going to be anything that you immediately know now. It's going to be something, hopefully, possibly, down the road between four to five years later. Most likely. Now, that's why, as somebody that's a more college-oriented, hopeful player-type guy. That's why I want college guys, because you know what you're going to get. But but, 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 but the only problem with pitchers is, like, all it takes is one mishap, and they're, regardless of which way you go with it, it unlike hitters, pitchers are way more inclined to throwing out a shoulder or getting hurt and then never being the same. Mm-hmm. So you can't use people like Ben Intendi where – he barely spent any time in the minors, and now he's balling at the major league level. Yeah. And but and then in, you the got, same, in the same argument, you've got people like uh, Chris Bryant who uh, balls, and wasn't he a high school player too? Him and his 
high school running back. Remember, uh, not Trout. Uh, plays in Washington. What is his name? Harper. Bryce Harper. Harper. They're childhood friends, I believe. Yeah, they are. And I'm pretty sure they both. No, no, no. It was it was it was it was Harper and Chris Bryant that were childhood. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I thought you were saying Harper and Mike Trout. No, 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 no. But yeah. And then Spanberger from Arkansas was tearing up the minor leagues for the Rockies and he, after they drafted him last year. Yeah. I think it's just a, a, a scenario to, well, not scenario, what's the word I want to use? Well, situation. Situation, situation type thing where it depends on situation. In some situations, yes, you probably should take the college player. But in some other situations... I don't know about those because I don't follow MLB draft. I'm not. Here's a, the reason why I don't follow MLB draft as hard as I do other things is because of high school players because we're not going to know about them. I mean, unless you're an insider. Unless you're, not you're a know. scout or an insider that's actually sat and watched these kids play, it's, it's not like football where the I can. The average person's not going to know high yeah, school it's, players. Yeah, it's not like football where I can sit here and watch John Stephen Jones ball out in the Texas High School Championship game on my right. television because I have Fox Sports Southwest and they televise the games. Right. I'm sitting here in Arkansas watching a Dallas high school quarterback play. So mm-hmm. it's not the same thing. They're not tell. Sure, you can barely get televised regional baseball games in college, let alone watch high school baseball. All right. Okay, so to continue that scouting report i'm gonna go with our next two guys we got now then the second pick that the rangers got was pick 55 of the second round with a kid named owen white out of jesse carson high school owen white a three a three sports star who drew some interest from college programs as a quarterback white gave up football last fall to start focusing on adding strength and getting some extra baseball he boosted his stock by starring in the at the Wilson Premier Classic in September and the World Bat Association World Championship in October. Since getting a late start this spring while finishing his final basketball season, God, three sports star. Good Lord, I love that part of him. He has shown the potential to become a first-round pick in 2021 should he attend South Carolina. White probably won't make it to the Gamecocks, however, because he shouldn't last much past the first round this June. At his best, he already can sit at 93 to 95 miles per hour with arms with arm side run on his fastball for three innings at a time, something he should do more regularly once he fills out his projectable six-foot-three frame. He flashes a plus slider, generates his spin rates on his curveball, and also advanced feel for a fading changeup. When he's fully developed, White should have four pitches that grade a solid or better. He needs to get stronger because there are days when his fastball parks at 89 to 91 miles per hour, but that shouldn't be a problem. His athleticism that could make him a two-way player for the Gamecocks. Also, should translate well to throwing strikes. So, he, I mean, all that, that all that sounds really, really good to me. I mean, he, I, I like that one better than I like Cole Lynn. I mean, I agree with you there, but I want to get to. I know we're talking about MLB talk, uh, draft talk, but I get so bored talking about it because guess what 90% of these guys are never going to see the major right 
but it's so, something different it's yeah, other than absolutely. other than the everyday things that we hear constantly i agree with you a thousand percent i like that second guy just not watching it like i harp on i have never watched these kids play but reading from those scouts or that scouting report i like the second guy's scouting report a lot better just like coach morris from arkansas says i love multiple sport at multiple sport athletes it means they're super athletic mm-hmm. and wait and you've seen what happened a lot with that one trout was a football player yeah i mean different position obviously being as he's a this guy's a pitcher but yeah Okay, third guy we, that we took a while ago, ninety-one num, pick number 91 of the third round is a kid named Jonathan Ornelas. Or, yeah, or Ornelas, there you go, shortstop. Arizona has an obvious top two in terms of 2018 draft talent with lefty Matt Liberatore. And third baseman Nolan Gorman. While he's not quite at that level, Ornelas has shown he is the clear number three, raising his profile considerably with strong play early in the spring, while many decision makers were in the state during spring training. Even if that early helium has slowed a bit, Ornelas still has a combination of skills that should interest a number of teams. Athletic and high energy, Ornelas has a little hobby bias to his game, both in terms of his flash and his tools. He is capable of making loud contact from the right side of the plate, though he can have trouble at times with being on time using his big leg kick. There is some swing and miss to his game, but he also has the chance to hit for a good amount of power. He has the hands and arm to stay on the left side of the infield, though many feel he's destined to move to third base because of a lack of foot speed. A team taking Ornelas might want to send him out as a shortstop and let him play his way off. He'd likely man the premium position should he go on to the University of Tennessee. His offensive upside combined sorry, just cracked out, combined with his athleticism and high energy approach to the game could have him drafted early enough to forego that commitment. Okay, so sounds like we could have a third baseman or set shortstop potential guy here's my thing after hearing all that is that we're just like I said we're basing our picks on what could happen in the future which as a rebuilding team that's kind of what you need to do I just I just really want to get guys that have more projectable talent. That's my thing. But when it all boils down to it, no matter who you pick, you got to have the coaches in place and people making decisions in the front office in place to uh, to help these guys along. And I don't think we Here's have those the thing guys right too. Now. I was just about to say with college or not college with the major league baseball draft you have guys that you don't know if they're going to go to the co- go back and honor their commitments yeah, in college or if they're going to sign or or if they're going to go back to college or any of that so, yeah that's the tough thing is like you can draft these high school or college kids all you want but 
there's still that chance they could go back to school. So you end up throwing away your first round, first five round, whatever it is, picks. Right. So I'm going to ask you this next question. Does Blaine Knight go back to school? Or is he a... No, Blaine's a senior. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was a junior. Yeah, Blaine's a senior. He, he's done. That's that's it. So he will be a... Baltimore Oriole. Yep. Which that is stinks. fine. Which is fine. I, 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 I don't would, hate I, the Baltimore Warriors. Don't take it the wrong. It just stinks because I would like to keep watching them play. Yeah. But, I mean, I hope for the best for the kid. I hope he has a great career. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm just glad he's not on the Yankees. And I'm glad he's not on the Astros. And I'm glad he's not with the Cardinals. Those, as long as he's not with any of those three, I am perfectly fine. As or the Red Sox. We're on about 10 minutes remaining in the show. Make sure y'all stay tuned and watch uh, Stick in the Rink after us. But another great show on 12OutSportsRadio.com. That's 120ZSportsRadio.com. And uh, be sure also, if you're a Razorback fan listening, to catch our hog show, show <laughs> on Tuesdays at noon central, 1 o'clock eastern. Yeah, also catch... Scout Team Radio on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Central. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, that's another two-hour show, and you have, there's never a knowing what those three guys are going to say when they're all together with Anthony, Kyle, and Chris. And I believe, too, right before Scout Team is What's Up, What's Up Sports. Yeah, those are. And they're at 5 o'clock Central and 6 o'clock Eastern. Those guys, I like those guys. So from now on, for me, I, at least when I'm at work, I'm gonna be turned tuning in at like five o'clock in the afternoon and just listening the rest of the night. Oh yeah, unless even there's something else. Even though we're on, on this this station, we listen to the station throughout the day, so you should too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and there's another one I want to get out. Uh, family divided. That's an that's a good one too. Cows and quacks. I don't. Cows I can't tell you exactly what my, time and day it is. One of my is, favorite to listen to talk is Cody from World Hockey Report, the guy that does the hockey play by play. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Also, we do do have li- do do. We have live sports on twelve ounce sports radio. You got to stay tuned for that. There's some there's some lacrosse. There's some there's some hockey. Yep. Cody does a really good job with with his shows. You got to check him out. Uh, but now we're running on 10 minutes. Uh, big things are so, happening at the show, man. Yeah, we're, we're making big come ups. We're, we're threatening some people, but hey, we're doing what we do. Uh, make sure you listen to these shows live because you can interact with everybody. But I want to ask you this question Go What team it. in the MLB coming down the stretch needs to make a trade? for a particular position or a particular player to make a run at the championship. I can actually give you a couple of teams in that scenario. The Mariners, for sure, need pitching. Um, The Angels probably could use some pitching. Uh, Astros, well, they're pretty much set. They just got to get consistent. The Cubs. The Cubs definitely need help uh, that on either side, either pitching or on offense, because they need to stop striking out. They really need help badly. They're, right now, they're only they're leading the wild card by two game by a game and a half. The Indians are pretty much set. They could probably 
the Indians. Okay, I'll say that. I think the Indians, if they're going to make a championship, win a championship, they're going to have to improve their bullpen a lot. Their bullpen is trash. Yeah. And Jesse, if he, if Jesse was on with us right now, he would tell you exactly how oh, trash. Oh it yeah, is. absolutely. I follow enough people from Cleveland because of the Cavs that I see it every day. People complaining about that bullpen, but I will tell you that the Yankees will have figured it out. Yeah, the Red Sox will have figured it out. They have they have the two best records in baseball, bro. Mm-hmm. And they're in the same division. And another one that needs it too is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. The Atlanta Braves definitely need to find another another arm or two as a starter. Cause I'm not sold at all on that on that starting stab. I just I don't believe they can win a championship with what they have right now. They so is there to- any pitchers on the market that you think are available all out the way that Yes. Okay. Chris Archer from Tampa definitely going to be a potential trade. Uh, Marcus Stroman in Toronto de- definitely a potential trade. You always need quality uh, pitching trades. This is where my talk I'm not going to get into it but where I joke with you about your, your talk about people tr- doing, building teams or trading in the NBA. It's like People don't get mad at baseball teams when yeah, but they, baseball they, teams you have a whole lot bigger roster. Yeah, but you're still gonna do you're renting a player for a year to win a championship. All all the Marlins. I'm more I, the more the only time it really aggravates me in baseball is it's, it's free agents, not the trades, but the free agents. And it's because it's almost always going to be the Cardinals, the Red Sox, and the Yankees to pick the big names up, or the Dodgers. Yeah, which I don't hate the Dodgers because they did. Am I wrong when I say this? But in baseball, they don't have a salary cap, do they? Uh, Yeah, I think they have some kind of a loose kind of. They have something. I don't know exactly what it is. But but regardless if they're the salary cap or not, bonus money, the Yankees the Dodgers, teams like that and those markets can pay out the wazoo for these these baseball players because they make so much money in these markets that they can give so much money and bonus money to these players and we're wrong. Yeah. And that's what drives me nuts is being a fan of Dallas and my other team is Atlanta. They're not big markets so they can't pay these players out the wazoo in bonus money. What hey, you I, say? I know you were on to Major League Baseball, but you were going to make a comment about the NCAA draft. Oh, yes. Okay. I saw at Peter Burns ESPN on Twitter talk about this, and I agree a thousand percent on this take. Why in the world Go ahead. does the MLB draft, or does the MLB do their draft in the middle of college baseball regional finals? Like, there's players that are getting drafted in the middle of games, mm-hmm. let alone the middle of a tournament run. Like, how would you feel if you're? Let me take. Of course, if you're getting drafted in the middle of the game, you're not gonna know unless somebody. Yes, just they will. Tells you. They unless will tell somebody you. Somebody just tells you. Somebody's gonna tell you because some one of the one of the little bat boys or somebody's gonna have their phone and they're gonna get the update and they're gonna be like, "Hey, you got drafted to the Colorado Rockets." Blah blah blah. blah whatever. 
But and to me, if, that, if if I'm a guy that got drafted, remember, I'm just gonna. Remember the shortstop from Vanderbilt a couple years ago? They got drafted Fancy. like number one. Yeah. Yeah. They asked him about it in the post game, like, "Oh, how do you feel about getting drafted number one overall?" Bro, I just won a college <laughs> regional final. Like, I really don't care. I would care if I got picked number one. But but you know what I mean. But I like, get what you mean. I don't want to find out about my draft stock until, I, like, at least these basketball players. They can go to the draft combines and all that stuff after the season. Mm-hmm. And they can focus on professional sports. Right. Not having to worry about it in the middle. Of, like, now Arkansas has a pitcher that is focusing on, oh, I got drafted in the third round. Shit. What's my career going to be like? Blah, blah, blah. Not focusing no, on that's playing not Blaine. against. Blaine's not going to be But that's not what I'm that. saying. I know. I'm just saying it's it's not fair to the athletes to have to have to worry about that too. Like you know what I, I mean, I'll honestly say it to you that Blaine Knight is probably one of the most cerebral pitchers I've seen at Arkansas in a very very long time. That's not the point I was trying to I make. Know. I was making the point is fact that it's not fair to these athletes. To expect them, they're all 20, 21, 22. I would say kids. it's 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 more of a stress for the guys that haven't been drafted that have drafted, that have and draft potential. So than you're not telling me I'm sitting out in the outfield thinking, man, when am I gonna get drafted? Oh, there's a fly ball. Oh crap, it's over my head because I'm not paying attention. Right. Like I mean, how- it's it's more like yeah, it's more the guys that haven't been picked yet. Now, if it's the guys that have. They get picked and they find out. It's like, oh shit, let's go, let's go right now. I'm, yeah. like, I'm gonna go off right now because they'll give them more adrenaline and more yeah. energy. Like, yeah, it depends on the player from player to player. I just don't think it should yeah. happen. I don't think I you don't should either. have to worry about the major league baseball until after the season's over. You, I think you're never gonna change. You're never gonna change my mind. I think it should be right after Omaha's over. Yeah, either that or uh, right before. Nope. Cause then say you're a player. Oh, I got drafted in the thirtieth round. Yeah, I agree more after everything's over. Just let's let them finish. Like this is so dumb, in my opinion. I mean, baseball. I mean, basketball waits. NFL waits. Why shouldn't MLB wait? Yeah, running on two minutes. I was gonna say something else. I don't remember what it was. Oh, this has been on my mind. Man, y'all stop with the stick to sports and stick to whatever. Like they tell these sports reporters that want to tweet about whatever they want like man alright you're a concrete bricklayer are you tweeting about concrete bricks I make plywood for a living am I tweeting about plywood no I like sports so I talk about it if they want to talk about movies let them talk about movies if LeBron James want to talk about politics let them talk about politics like just shut up let people be people yeah like just because they play sports or talk about sports for a living doesn't mean that's all they care about. Right. Now, if I was sports for a living, you can ask my wife. That's all I talk about anyways. So, mm-hmm. that's a different story. But, stop. Stop with it. If anybody needs to stick to something, stick to being a fan and shut up. Amen. Know your place. Shut your mouth and know your own. Twitter has gave too many people power to say too many things now granted twitter is why we're where we are today yep because thank you twitter it helped us find 12 on sports radio and scout team yep and, with and that they got us on with jeff and oh yeah speaking of jeff check out his show pretty cool fix work week in review 
It's a good show. Yep, yep. Follow him on Twitter at Bex Workweek. Uh, also follow the station at at Twelve Sports. That's at one two O Z Sports. Also go to the website, check out SeatGeek, click on it, get your promo. Do all that good stuff, and uh, we'll catch you next week, guys. This is the Rehab Sports, guys. Check out the Hog Show on Mondays, same time. Peace out. We out.